Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 35, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interviewed Tamara Lee, co-founder and director of Authentic Learning Labs, about how organizations are kicking up their level of learning analytics. You can find more of our content at talentedlearning.com. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning technology, and today's no different. Tamer, welcome back, my friend, to the Talented Learning Show podcast series. Well, thank you, John. It's, it's nice to be to back. <laughs> nice to be back on the show. You're our most frequent guest. Uh, in fact, I don't even think of you as a guest anymore. It's more like you're a co-host. <laughs> I, I should bring you in on every episode to... Uh, help frame it out. Uh, so it's uh, thanks for always stopping back in audience. Uh, as you know, we bring Tamer back all the time because he's got his finger on the pulse of the extended enterprise world. And we're always sharing notes on what's happening and not happening and what the best practices are and what are new features and applications coming down the pike. And today's no different. We're going to uh, talk to Tamer about all things uh, extended enterprise, but more of a focus on reporting and analytics and uh, really what's evolving uh, in that space. So, Tamara, are you ready to get going? Are some, uh, some good extended enterprise questions? That sounds great. <laughs> All right. And so every, everybody uh, probably already knows uh, Tamara, but uh, claim to fame is uh, maybe six or seven years ago, uh, founded uh, Crowd Wisdom, uh, which was arguably the first or certainly in the first uh, initial wave of pure extended enterprise uh, learning management systems, uh, thinking completely external from from minute one. And, and so uh, Tamer was uh, really a, a ahead of the curve in thinking about platforms, because platforms, as you probably know, no matter what, they always still want to try to support employees and employee training. And uh, Tamer was one of the, the first here to say, we're going straight on extended enterprise. And so that's why we became friends long ago, because I thought the, the, the same thing. But, you know, throughout all that problem, uh, or not problem, but throughout the development of that organization, uh, it seems like there was a, a common trend really in what was lacking uh, or potentially lacking as organizations started to collect lots of, uh, you know, collect lots of data. And that's kind of where you ended up now. So tell us about you know, what that gap in the marketplace is and really how that gap led you to uh, found your new company to uh, address this gap in the extended enterprise space. I appreciate that, John. Yeah, what we saw uh, working in Crowd Wisdom, and Crowd Wisdom was really trying to serve a, a problem in the market we saw where organizations with all the good uh, intentions were building uh, learning platforms trying to make um, existing very good academic or corporate or open source like Moodle um, tools work for their extended enterprise where you know disparate audiences were trying to take content uh, there were hidden walls or uh, invisible ceilings of functionality those tools were all good but what was happening was uh, they were not really initially designed for it and just like any you know properly designed product they have an, an initial intent and and those shouldn't hit you shouldn't try to hit those thresholds too much. And and therefore we saw an opportunity to create crowd wisdom and working with within crowd wisdom and uh, multiple years, what we saw was you know, successful adoption of a platform, but we saw that, um, you know, and we wanted to be um, very aware of what we saw in the market, which was that they were adopting the pro product and platform, but a lot of organizations were not measuring. And we thought maybe this is just one problem of one platform, but across the board what we saw is that and we continue to see is that organizations are not using the data from their platforms 
there's a lot of talk. Um, our industry tends to uh, jump on jargon bank, bank bandwagons and you know talk about XAPI. All really good intent uh, concepts, but and data warehouses and business intelligence. But there's a very uh, uh, clear lack of business insights being pulled from uh, the, uh, the the world of data that we live in right now, especially in the lens of learning. And obviously, there's a you know bigger internet and technology space out there, but you know our our focus is exclusively on the learning side. So we you know the analytics side was something that you know Authentic Labs was trying to treat. So we started Authentic Labs was really trying to start treating some of the things that we saw as gaps in the marketplace. And we saw one of the immediate needs was reporting. And um, plenty of reports existed, but we thought business insights were not out there. So we wanted to create, and you know, this was along lines in the parallel with what the internet was going towards, you know, data warehousing, data storage is now a trivial cost. It's more about what you do with it. And um, there's plenty of data being generated. So what do we do with all this? And how do we align this with what the organizations are trying to do, um, solve business challenges. So Authentic Analytics is our first product, and that was the one uh, for the last a few years we've been woke, working on, and um, it's going well. Adoption's going well. Um, and that's really where you know we came here for um, your insights today. <laughs> uh, tables are turned. I'm getting your insights uh, on the front line. So that's uh, that's interesting. I I think I have a theory anyway that. Uh, I think that the reason our industry is behind is it goes back to what I was saying before about this employee concept uh, and this employee extended enterprise. And many solutions in the in the LMS or learning system space really try to sit on the fence and say through audience management, you know, we can manage internal and external and, and try to address the extended enterprise market that way. But when you look at the analytics of those solutions or the available analytics even that that, that they provide it's all very employee focused uh, yeah you know it, it's about you know training some of it is you know both sides of the fence but it's about assignment it's about job roles you know it's about training completions but there's never anything in there really about you know the measurement of of business and so i think just number one my theory is that because there's so many employee focus that are trying to be extended enterprise, they don't even know what the analytics concept is. Is that, is that a valid concept or no? <laughs> yeah, very much so, John. It's kind of like, you know, ten even maybe even less um, time um, from where I saw some bad experiences. But you know, when we first started this whole movement of e-learning, or at least when I started, uh, there was a bad label for content that was bad called you know, uh, a, a page turner, and mm. it seemed to be that people took the, the web and just converted books for the web delivery. And it seems like uh, reporting and data, that's almost like what you mentioned here, they've, they've taken the checkbox or the training um, dispensary model of someone took training, that's a checkbox, and made reports for those. But those really hide a lot of the internal and very important factors of business impact, retention, learner impact. Um, those are the things that we want to save and help with. Those are not happening in the reports that we see. So mm -hmm. very much like the page turner were, was the initial concepts or uh, forays into e-learning, like the initial forays into what we call business intelligence and reports are low on the intelligence and low on the reports. It's, it's just really, you know, hey, did this person do something? And that's really not 
the kind of question we want to answer. At least we've moved beyond that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, page turner is one of those words that went from being something very positive to something very negative uh, all, all right. over. All <laughs> That's over. true. Yeah. At some point, page turner was a good thing. Um, yeah. yeah the, in, in this case, uh, and, and, and I'm sure business intelligence, the concept of business intelligence has a lot of uh, value, but uh, what ha- has happened is those are just data dumps, right? Those are not the types of reports that are helping people scale or solve problems. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dig deeper on those problems. So what type of data is missing and what, how are organizations, like what do they need here to start solving business problems that they don't have in that scenario that I just talked about of just the normal employee type reports? So two-part question, what's the, the gap of what they're missing typically from a, a normal system and what business problems are they trying to solve? Bring it to light for us. Yeah, it, it's a key thing from what we see is we're, we're starting to see more and more people, um, you know, first there was the initial signs where people were buying software, which was a good sign, not to ours selfishly, but uh, <laughs> software in general, like a Tableau or a Domo or Microsoft BI, Power BI, those mm-hmm. software tools are being adopted. And so we saw that's good. We don't see that as a bad thing. Uh, then we saw uh, people having um, actual dedicated analysts or uh, a, a business analytics person in as staff as a hire, which is a really good sign. And then, you know, even bigger organizations are ones with a little bit more resources or having data warehouse initiatives. So all those three things are happening and we see them, but what we don't see is they mention these and almost like name drop. Oh yeah, we do have a data warehouse team. We do have this, but uh, no one can, typically answer the questions they're trying to solve with these initiatives. And I think that's where we would tell people to start before, and it might be too late for some people as they may have already hired people, they already have software on the shelves, but start with the business questions. What, what's, what, what business are you in? You know, a lot of these groups are publishers or educators of, you know, some professional field or an entity that's trying to train their channel or their partners. Uh, what's the business challenge? And um, how can we align the education data to support that business challenge? And it's as elementary as that. Is that if you're selling widgets, you know, for example, you know, one of the, if not the biggest uh, world's provider of technology product, uh, is one of our customers. Uh, they they have several lines of business, you know, small scale electronic and um, technology pieces to large scale data center, and those are their business lines. They're very clear initiatives in those business lines. And they want to align learning data to uh, either reinforce that they're doing a good job um, or support that they need change. And, uh, you know, sometimes those come out of sequence, right? They they sometimes get the software before, but the, the key thing is, is what, what business are you in and what challenges and objectives are you trying to solve or address? And how can we address them with um, the reports and the visualizations? And it's not, it's, it, it seems a little um, truculent or almost dismissive when we say that we're not in the reports, but we're, we're in the story making business and that we want to convey stories to people, uh, business stories that support a hypothesis or a business objective. Um, so it's, it's not as much okay, we're, we want to just visualize reports and give pretty dashboards. Yeah, we, we do think aesthetics are important. We want to give cool graphics. But at the end of everything, the, the end goal is to solve business challenges or to provide business insights to help solve those business challenges. 
All right. So examples, uh, not necessarily name of, of clients, but examples of, of business insights that um, you, you've see being solved right now that haven't been solved three years ago. One of the simplest ones, doing an inventory analysis and the success and um, completion uh, factors related to a product line, a course line. Uh, nobody was really monitoring the la larger uh, time period and we're only looking at business weeks or quarters, uh, but over a time of uh, multiple years, only two or three years, we looked at the aggregate data and noticed that uh, this, this course was not engaging anyone, this course series and uh, was costing a lot to produce, to translate in, in different languages. And so the very quick uh, solution was to discontinue the line of courses. Another one was um, a new business and board initiative, uh, needed uh, data to support the board so that when the board met and the C-level team met, they had data, uh, creating a dashboard specific. The data was already there, the reports were all there, but instead create one view that within one minute, the board members could, and the C-level team could review them and scan down either an email or in a report that they could access securely, all the data and all the indicators. Now, one thing we, we, we really emphasize is indicators and alerts are just as important as the data themselves. Uh, probably we'll add more detail later, but essentially that we're not just putting things up and in data in a pie chart or bar chart, but we're, we're, where we can, we put indicators and alerts and uh, insights of our own on top of the data. Mm -hmm. And an example, like an indicator of just what, when something's going south or, you know, so that you, you catch it as yeah. a, a forward indicator, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, things that are going south, anomalies that are just completely out of a pattern, that could be a pattern if we look out longer term. So if we mm -hmm. see things that we think may be an issue, will pan out and look at the data in a larger scope to say that, oh, we, this is not just a one-off. This is a consistent pattern that happens just infrequently for your current view. Mm -hmm. uh, so th those are examples of things, or just looking at assessment scores and realizing, uh, or course completion reports that some people were uh, abusing a system, a reward system that um, a, a partner training system was offering to complete reports and courses. Uh, they were misusing uh, the different languages and taking courses in different languages, not just English. And, and they were English speaking uh, participants, but they were finding that same course in different languages and completing them. We were able to also prevent abuse and waste of funds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I don't always like to bring up student abuse, but that was one that we also did. That's funny. We've been talking about that for years, though. Uh, even in the continuing education platforms, there that's always the next step to keep everybody from <laughs> from abusing uh, from abusing the online experience. Uh, probably yeah. more so. Out, outliers and things. I mean, we're, thankfully, we all humans have jobs still, and we're we're gonna hopefully have jobs for. Our, especially the ones that we're in, hopefully. But uh, the large scale scanning of this data and um, finding patterns are mm -hmm. very well suited for um, the tools we're using. Uh -huh. Okay, so to summarize, you know, what might be available in the past is that people might look at a, a survey report or a test item analysis report or, or maybe a couple of them, but almost immediately, um, you know, you look at one or the other, you see the trends, but if you want to look at, show me a test item analysis for the last five years on this, 
then it becomes overwhelming and you can't see anything. Is, exactly. Is that exactly. The and, the, and the motivations of looking at aggregate data have in the past and our experience have been, uh, oh, that we have to, you know, hurry and get accreditation or we have to hurry and show proof of performance to certain um, internal stakeholders for a certain one business initiative. But are, are we consistently, you know, you mentioned the the what's good and what's not good and what we see these organizations even with a lot of resources they've got the the three checks they got the person there or a team that's doing the data analytics and business intelligence they've got a even a business warehouse or a data warehouse and you know there's other terms like data lakes and they're doing that and they've got some expensive software but in all of those cases a lot of the cases we see is there's no consistent practice of evaluating it in a learning lens because most of these initiatives are organizational wide. And so the organization will make that investment and then lend off their resources to the team um, when they need it. And mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're, then they're back in line and waiting for IT again. Mm -hmm. As a so consultant, I'm, that, I'm sorry. Exactly. Go, go ahead. Uh, as, as a consultant, I, I help organizations you know, figure out what they need from a requirement standpoint. And so increasingly, I'm running into the, the requirement that you know, we want to tie in with the, the, the data lake. We want to push all of our data centrally somewhere else, whether that's Domo or Tableau or uh, you know, one of the other systems. And you know, my follow-up question then is, okay, great. Now, what are you going to do with that? Like, uh, what are you going to do incrementally? Uh, that you can't do right now uh, with the LMS, and I don't get good answers for that, Tamer. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> and we we have the same challenges with you know someone who wants an LRS. Uh -huh. uh, we have one already, a learning record store within there, and we'd love to use it more, right? Uh, but okay, so you're you're doing XAPI? No, we want to do XAPI. We just want you to know. We want to know if you can do it. The answer is yes. Before XAPI, and it's a, it's a great concept. I mean, we we need it these types of concepts, right? We support it full-heartedly. But what is what is it you're trying to solve? Well, we're just tinkering with things. No, but that's tinkering is also okay, but that's not a business initiative. Business initiative is find ways to, you know, maybe find, like someone is setting up a whole Tesla uh, manufacturing operations and a new uh, facility in, this, uh, in South America, and they need to train, you know, 5,000 people very quickly on the intricacies you know, they're moving from a, a gas engine to, you know, what is an electric vehicle. Um, that's a great use of XAPI, right? If you can build a course and then create a report that visualizes, it, visualizes that. It's not necessarily purely solved with XAPI or an LRS or any technical jargon. And that's what we want them to st stop doing. I mean, and it's it's a gentle hand-holding experience because everybody has this challenge. It's not It's not exclusive to an organization. It's not a cultural challenge. It's more of a business maturity and adoption process and i think learning in general that's the challenge is we have to stop thinking about the soft scores but thinking about quantitative impact we have to thought, think about in putting science behind our profession which will then elevate our you know strategic value and impact in the uh, the corporate overall strategy and boardrooms so you go to organizations and as a as your service or as part of your services and you help them figure this out. So, you know, you work with them, you provide that extra set of hands that knows both sides of the fence, the, 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 the data side, and then also the, the learning side and the, the, the business of that. 
so I would imagine that when you engage an organization, you know, there could be a list of 10 or 100 things that you could do uh, or they could do. So my question is, do your clients come to you ready with a problem and are looking for a solution or are they more on the cutting edge of things knowing that if they applied data, they'd have a better business? Most people and organizations, companies are coming to us with a distinct business need first. And it may be just watching a specific program and they need to really, uh, really scrutinize how it's performing. Example one, we've got all this data from our uh, conference and uh, we have a you know users conference and we have these users also consuming content from our education portal. And we know some things about these customers and partners uh, from the live side, and we know some of them on the um, the self-paced side of the e-learning and the videos and the you know, SCORM courses. Can you help us draw some conclusions from it? Um, we we made strong Excellent. conclusions on yeah. So it was cool. I mean, when something sometimes you get into this and there are no conclusions, right? But um, initial, but as you look at the data and there's enough data, you can always draw some conclusions. But in this particular case, it was um, uh, very clear. Um, business insights that save the money, um, change their venue, change their approach, and um, made recommendations on how to approach people who did not jump over the fence in that they're exclusively live participants and they would not come to the, the online for whatever reason. And we we gave them some recommendations on how to approach those people because the topical interests were similar, meaning that uh, if they knew enough about what was on the online learning side, um, about those topics that they would attend in the live, there was a likelihood that they would. And vice versa, those people who attended the, the, the self-paced online on-demand, uh, who didn't jump over the fence to live conferencing as much, uh, to know what was available in the venues close to them, uh, would also increase the likelihood. So we helped them target those, split up the audience into de demographics and personas, and then also make some business recommendations on how to save money on um, you know, other business factors at those uh, events and at the, uh, the portal. Last question, we're out of time. Since more companies or more organizations are probably in the boat right now of not doing anything or not doing anything effectively uh, with, uh, you know, advanced data analytics, what would be your best recommendation for uh, what an organization should do to start taking a positive step towards that direction so that they can see the advantages of the data insights that uh, is available but not being accessed. Start with the questions, you know, what are the business objectives? And then, you know, go beyond the, the, the checkbox and the um, training completion reports, uh, you know, dive into some of these other things that we, we typically recommend. There's two that we kind of, you know, try to start looking at more and more. Uh, the, uh, the, the lifespan or shelf life of an enrollment, how long someone's signed up. Uh, which could lead to an uh, abandon rate. And in, we know the kind of the negative factors in e-learning and, you know, some of these online for-profit and, in you know, dot-com type of companies like Linda or now LinkedIn, uh, Coursera, the, you know, one of the dirty numbers is the completion factors are so low. You know, can we, can we help those numbers? And uh, we, we have factors and we have formulaic approaches to say, okay, when did this person enroll? And when are they likely to be disengaged from this type of content? And when should you send out reminders and completion uh, ticklers? And when do you call this what we call an abandonment? 
and there's complete abandonment where they signed up and never attended and then there's abandonment with some level of activity neither one is good but there could be different reasons right mm. and so we'd ask them to think about that the other one is surveys and evaluations we see a lot of it activity wise across industry and you know for-profit nonprofit the problem is nobody's really re reviewing those survey data points they're not uh, you know, we, we use these things like uh, net promoter scores, right? We throw those things out, but uh, that's one metric, right? Are you missing all the details behind that, right? Uh, there could be a lot of data. So we're actually scanning uh, the, um, the open responses and finding business insights from that and commonalities and even just the multiple choice and the, you know, kind of Likert scale responses and helping them bring that up to product lines or courses or even speakers and saying, you know, have you, have you even considered looking at that? You know, so there is a human level uh, analysis that we're still providing, John, because, uh, you know, we, we think that's another value that these organizations should consider is, you know, we can help, you know, because you have all the tools in place, but sometimes it's a human challenge of making insights from this. Hopefully, the humans are supplemented by the technology that'll help scale some of these and bring the insights. But ultimately, we also want to bring the value of people who are experts to bring that lens of learning on it, because that's really the you know, kind of like one of the missing gaps is uh, maybe they've solved the software and they've solved the resource issue, but it's it's usually a lack of learning technologists. So for these organizations, I would say is don't look just at the simple things but start asking the bigger questions and I mean, are, is my product content good? Uh, are my speakers and my webinars effective? And are they mapping to business objectives and how can I find the data to prove or disprove? Wow, excellent. Sage advice, Tamer, thank you. Yeah, uh, thank for you. For sharing your, your insights on this, the, the recovering sales guy in me um, <laughs> can't, can't help but, can't help but uh, think that, you know, it, if you're an extended enterprise business or you're selling content or you have an e-commerce learning business, you know, unless you're selling too much and you wish you were selling less, then there's probably answers inside your data on how you could be doing it better. And so I think that's the okay. takeaway. And uh, so far I've yet to find anybody that's selling too much. So uh, <laughs> take that second nice. bit of wisdom uh, for what it's worth. But audience, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Talented Learning Show. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episodes. We got to dig deep into thinking about analytics and, and all the things that are are coming here, you know, once we uh, we use data properly here to, to grow our business and, and analyze it properly. And so uh, continue to, to uh, listen here to the show. And if you have any examples from uh, reporting or analytics that are from an advanced side, send them along to me. I'd love to see them. We'll put them in a blog sometime and add that to our thinking. So we hope to see you on the next one. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.